happy Thursday and thanks for tuning in for another episode of Bloom Theory Podcast where I talk about what makes you feel like you are blooming in your life and in your career. So first I just thought that I would give a little bit of a recap of this past week which for me honestly hasn't been too exciting if I'm going to be completely honest with you. One exciting thing that did happen was I went to my friend Amanda's bridal shower. So shout out to you, Amanda. I know you're probably listening to this at some point. She says that she listens to my podcast. So she is a supportive queen. And she just, I honestly am just so excited for her and Justin's wedding because Amanda was gorgeous at her bridal shower. And I'm like, if she's gorgeous at the bridal shower, how is she going to look on her wedding day? We are all going to be shedding tears probably the second she steps down the aisle. So I am so excited. My friend Andrea and I already are talking about what we're going to wear and our plans and it's going to be for us, it's going to be a destination wedding. I guess, is that what defines a destination wedding? Maybe not. Maybe a destination wedding is actually traveling for everyone. But for us, we're going to actually have to travel because my friend Amanda actually goes to the same school as Ashley, who was on my podcast previously. So go check out that episode if you haven't. It was absolutely hilarious. And she talks a little bit about her pharmacy program at MUSC in South Carolina And Amanda is actually also in the pharmacy school there. Sorry, sorry about my laptop just dinging all the messages on there. But anyway, um, and she's finishing up. I think she's in her rotations now. Pretty crazy. She graduated a year before us doing an accelerated pharmacy school program. Anyway, I'm just telling her whole life story on here. Uh, I just, you know, to sum things up. I'm very excited for her and Justin. So excited to see them get married this year. I just, weddings are amazing. And it's kind of nice because I'm not planning one this year. So I just get to enjoy everyone else's weddings coming up. So shout out to all my friends that are getting married. I am going to eat and drink and be happy. So that was one thing that was pretty fun this past week and it was so nice because I haven't seen her in a really long time. I think I haven't seen her since my wedding and of course I also saw some other friends that we have as mutual friends and this past week I have just been doing a lot of spring cleaning basically so I'm packing up my clothes to move and some of Joey's clothes and I've just been kind of going through and every time <laughs> I hate my voice sometimes I, I, I just say and and like way too many times so I apologize for everyone who noticed that anyway I have been going through all of my clothes I just basically take out all of the clothes that I haven't used in an entire year so if the season has passed and I didn't wear it that entire season I just throw it in a pile and I have been listing everything on Poshmark or I'm going to give it to the Goodwill. So that's what I've been doing this past week, just going through things and if I haven't worn it, haven't used it, I'm putting it in a different pile and then packing the rest. 
So not too exciting this week, just packing my life away. (laughs) So this week's episode, I am interviewing my friend Sully, who I have known since college. Ever since I've known Sully, she has talked about her dream of starting a coffee shop business with her family, who is in the coffee business, but they didn't have a brick and mortar store or a shop. And to hear her say that she is officially starting a shop recently, I of course didn't know that it's been in the works for the past couple years. I just got so excited for her and it's just a really informative and interesting podcast today because you get to hear about everything that goes on into starting a shop and all of the paperwork that goes into it and things that you probably don't even think about when you think about starting a coffee shop. And I think that you guys will really enjoy this episode. It's really interesting and insightful on the business side. And also she talks a little bit about her multiple passions because she also has a passion for healthcare and helping other people. And so she still has a dream of pursuing med school. So we talk a little bit about balancing your multiple passions and kind of her plan for her life as she pursues both business, but also wants to continue um, trying for med school. And so if you guys enjoy this podcast, please give it five stars and review on Apple Podcasts if you can. And let's get on with the episode. Hey, Sully. Thanks for joining my podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. We just talked for probably a straight like hour. Yes, we just did. <laughs> We're just pretending. Right. No one's gonna know. <laughs> but I'm so excited to ask you about your coffee shop experience and just update on your life. And yeah. So I think I'm just gonna start off with kind of just tell me about yourself and what kind of led you to the point you're at now with starting business, possibly going to med school. Kind of just tell me your story, maybe from college on till now. Yeah, sounds good. So I think to start off, my name is Lou Delaye. I'm 23. I am a Hispanic female. That'll come in hand when I talk about the coffee shop later. I am originally from Central America and Guatemala specifically. I was born over there. Moved to the U.S. late elementary school, early middle school, and um, I had, you know, a passion for science. So then we went to Salisbury, where I met Jill, and we did a lot of chemistry together. (laughs) (laughs) We had chemistry. (laughs) Yes, we did very much chemistry. Um, And you know, after that, I was a little bit indecisive about career choice, as we all are in our twenties. Um, went straight into pharmaceuticals, decided that I hated it as other people have to. Um, so then I went to work as a, at a hospital at a, as a patient care tech. And it was nice because I exposed myself to a lot of things. And I have been doing that since October of 2020, but you know, I took a trip to Guatemala with my parents and I see the coffee operations going on over there. And so they have a coffee farm and they sell coffee over there. And I thought, why not sell it straight into the U.S. and, you know, make a business out of it? And that's just kind of what we're trying to do right now. I thought that was so awesome because I remember actually, first of all, I didn't know that you came to America 
in middle school. Yes. I thought that you're younger <laughs> than that. I think it was like last year of elementary school, like going into middle school. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's still crazy though. Cause then it's like, it when is. you go back to Guatemala, it's more like you're actually, you actually remember it, you know, like when yes, you live somewhere when you're younger and then it's right. <laughs> not, uh-huh. exactly. not the same when you're a baby versus when you actually have those formative years there. Yes. But that's so awesome. I was actually thinking, I was listening to another podcast and she had a very similar background as you and she had, and I think she probably lives, <laughs> she's not your competition. I think she lives <laughs> in like uh, California or Texas, somewhere like okay. that, but she has a very like successful coffee business. And I think I thought that was so cool. And I immediately thought of you and I was like, I need to have Sully on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Coffee is like such a growing industry right now. Like people who are in the coffee realize it. People who are outside of it don't really know, but it's becoming huge and it's becoming like, how can we cut out the middleman and get mm-hmm. the farmer's coffee straight out there and people know where the coffee is actually being sourced from? Yeah, I think it's really, people really like to seeing the story behind it. And I think you can really bring that to the table because you're a very personable person. So, <laughs> and you let, you're, you're a people person. I feel like you're definitely not someone that's like behind the scenes. And if you ran a shop, which you eventually will, I yeah. think that'll be amazing. Like, I think people will really like talking to you and everything about yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> started, your inspiration. So as far as actually starting a physical brick and mortar sh- coffee shop, how did you even start? Like, I wouldn't know where to start on doing that. So where did you, did you talk to your parents first? Cause I know that they're not, they don't have a physical um, shop yet. Right. Yes. So. Um, Yes, that's exactly what I did. Um, I saw that there was, we live on the Eastern shore. So I, there was a, a commercial building for sale and it was like being sold for like dirt cheap, like in the middle of the pandemic. And we were like, why don't we buy that and make a coffee shop there? And that's exactly what we did. But the first, like, I would say the first um, thing was how do we physically get the coffee into the U.S.? So the way coffee works is, you know, you have green coffee and then you roast it and then you have your beans. So the way to get into the U.S. is the green coffee, because if we roast it ourselves, we can sell the precious coffee that we have versus if we bring it and roast it, it's going to lose its smell and and it's just not going to be fresh. So we're like, how do we bring green coffee into the U.S.? That was like the first, what would you call it? The first dilemma. right the first obstacle and so we had to get like special permits in Guatemala by like this big corporation it's called Anacafe they control all the coffee in Guatemala and my dad was fortunately able to get a exporter's license to bring into the U.S. and then my brother here got an importer license and worked with a broker so that he could work directly with the FDA and the broker so that we could legally bring our coffee into the U.S. <laughs> to sell. So that's the first thing we did. We struggled about two years trying to get that together. Um, so now that that's together, it's like now establishing a business. Um, you know, you have to create your everything, like your, your permits. It comes from the state, the county. You have to get your, I, what is it, IEN number. You have to get mm-hmm. special licenses from the county 
you have to renew it every year. You have to pay special taxes. You have to get insurance. You have to work with the local health department to make sure you're up to code with your coffee shop. So yeah, it's been a lot, but it's kind of where we started. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I was thinking about that and I'm like, whenever you see businesses open, you never think about all that stuff in the back end that you have to go through just to import. Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, how... Like your family lives in Guatemala. Like how do they import their coffee into Maryland? Right. Really crazy. Like a physical shipment (laughs) from your, I mean, I think that's so awesome that you're actually using your own coffee too. Like I feel like that means so much more. You guys know exactly where it's coming from. And I don't know. I have high hopes for you guys. I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) And that's like another thing. It's like, you'll open up a coffee shop or like you'll go into a coffee shop and people who are like, I, I don't want to say coffee snobs because that sounds mean. People who are like actually like care about what their coffee it's tastes fine. like. It's fine, you can call them coffee snobs, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. People who care about what their coffee tastes like, they'll go into a shop and they'll be like, oh, where do you source them from? And some people will be like, uh, we just get it from a roaster in Texas or California. <laughs> or some people will be like, oh, it's this farm in El Salvador, but I don't know. Yeah, Versus- yeah. Or they just are like, I think it's I think it's from Guatemala. Like I've had people right. do that and I'm just like, oh, great story. <laughs> <laughs> or like, they'll be like, it's a blend from all these countries. And you'll be like, okay. But you know, it's like, for us, it's like, actually it's from our farm. Like we farm it ourselves. We grew it ourselves we crop it ourselves and we do the whole transformation ourselves like from picking the coffee in a cherry to like roasting the coffee and literally making it into a into a mug so like all of that is being done by us and I think that will bring a good story to the coffee shop it definitely will and just coming from I don't know I like watching a lot of like branding like how to form your own brand and I listen to tons of podcasts on starting your own business and forming a brand and have you thought about doing maybe a video or like are you know telling your story and even like maybe interviewing your parents or something like that starting a uh-huh. brand doing I think that that would be really cool to maybe put on your website I know you're still like in the beginning works of building websites or right. something but next time you go to Guatemala it'd be cool if you maybe filmed that right. stuff because I like personally seeing videos of like, you know, the stories behind businesses and stuff. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. I don't know. (laughs) That, you know, I hadn't thought about that. And that's a great idea. Like we recently made a video of our farm, but it's in Spanish. And it's like, it's just showing how we crop it and how, what processes we use. Did you post it? We did. Okay. I think I watched, I watched some of it. It, It's in Spanish. So like, like, I don't (laughs) Uh, but I definitely want to like that's a great idea like creating a a, like our story type of thing Mm -hmm. and like in English obviously because those are that's our audience you could do like um Spanish subtitles maybe yeah yeah that's a great idea and you know I actually go to Guatemala in July so (gasps) I might be be looking into doing that yeah just break out the camera yeah family members but um we're in the works of the whole retail aspect of it like branding it, like you were saying, putting the name to the face, trying to start our own coffee shop. But we're actually already doing a ton of wholesale. Like we're selling our coffee to roasters, coffee shops, restaurants. It's just that they brand it themselves. Right. Okay. Yeah. And because I remember you saying that before, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm 
like Rise Up, I think. Was it Rise Up that you said sold some of your coffee or was it somewhere else? Yes. So the thing with Rise Up is that they um, required a certification. Like we couldn't get much farther with them because it was, they um, require 100% organic coffee. Um, And our coffee is certified 100% organic, but it is not 100% organic because coffee literally cannot be 100% organic. If a coffee farm is 100% organic, it will die. So like, it's not a thing. And I guess by their standards of what they call organic. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Rise Up is a great company and they, um, and they have great coffee. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't, but like, because they're not farmers, I think it's hard for them to know that. And it's hard for them to see that we can't really have like 100% organic certification. Like, yeah, some of our, some of our coffee, like we have parts of the land that are like full organic, but we can't have the whole farm being organic. Otherwise we're going to, we're going to lose a ton of crops and it's just not going to be very sustainable. So we decided not to like go further with that just because we didn't want to like lie to them and be like hey all of our coffee's organic (laughs) but that's most farms and some of them just you know go with it some of them don't so um but we're we've been growing a lot with wholesale because we were selling okay so originally we were selling to exporting companies companies in Guatemala they were paying us dirt cheap for coffee they were exporting it and selling it for like four or five times more so now we're not selling to any exporter companies in Guatemala and we're sending all of our coffee here and we're we're selling we're selling to like I said roasters and coffee shops and all that and we're expect we're projected to grow this year with wholesale to the point where we'll be needing to buy neighbors coffee wow that's amazing and that's a big business switch it is that must have been a kind of like scary but crazy thing to do yeah so the wholesale part happened so fast but the retail part is what's still in the works if that makes sense yeah no I get that like the actual storefront physical storefront yeah exactly do you have a tentative date for that or a goal we do yes we do have um we would like to open it by December of this year Oh, okay. But we're waiting on the architect and the civil engineer to make sure that our building is up to code. Once our building is up to code, we get the special permits from the health department. And then we start renovating our building and officially setting it up. (laughs) Nice. Do you have floor plans or is it like, what kind of space is it? Is it literally just a warehouse kind of space and you have to put everything in or was it previously a, a restaurant? style it used it actually is a very old building we bought it for like 50k (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah and it used to be an old deli okay so it has some stuff I guess in it right right so but we're like completely starting over like we're we're doing like everything electricity the what's the inside stuff called the back yes (laughs) <laughs> and then like I'm not a constructor here and then, like, <laughs> you just have to tell people what to do it's fine yes and we have to buy like all new machinery and 
we're trying to make it aesthetically pleasing. So we're going to have a roaster in there so people can physically watch us roast coffee and be like, hey, we just roasted this batch. You want to try some of it type of thing? That is so exciting. Yeah. Are you are you like already looking have a kind of vision board of what you want to do or? Yes. Yes. I have like a whole colors. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. Like my because I just recently made an Instagram for the coffee. I haven't really been active in it. I think I'll be a lot more active in it when the coffee shop opens because it just makes sense to do it yeah, that you way. Can take like a lot of pictures, I guess. Right. And stuff. Yeah. And because I follow mainly coffee people on that account, my feed is just like a complete coffee shop, like drinks. So it's just like, I keep saving thing on th- things mm-hmm. on that Instagram. And then I'm going to go back to it and be like, this is what I want it to look like. That's so exciting. Mm. I cannot wait to visit. (laughs) I already told you when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness. It was funny because I thought at first I have a few, well, I don't want to say names, but I've seen some people on Instagram and they say Uh they're starting a business. And I just, Uh I get really excited by that because I just think it's so cool when we're young women just, you know, trying to do something crazy like that it's really difficult and we don't know you don't learn this stuff in school like even business school I feel like they don't teach you how to start your own business I mean it's just too specific like with whatever you end up doing and I see some people and they they start their own business but it's one of those pyramid schemes so then Uh. (laughs) I saw one and I was like oh this is so exciting and then I saw like (laughs) I'm just gonna be blunt and then I saw uh-huh. yours and I was like no this is real this, this is real this is actually not a pyramid scheme wow and I, I I agree with you like it's really hard starting a business as a young as a young professional because like no one in my family like yes my parents do run a business in Guatemala but over there everything's very informal it's just by word you sell okay done money's in the account here there are so many legal things that you have to go through and I don't personally I don't know anyone that started a business from scratch and my parents don't either so it's it's kind of been rough because I've been having to do a lot of research on my own and sometimes I'll go into like these government offices and like hey I need help and they'll look at me like I'm stupid I'm like it's my first time doing anything like this so you gotta like help me out here and from that aspect it's been rough and what I know like my parents would be able to help me more if it wasn't for the language barrier but a lot of it has kind of been on my own and like I have to be disciplined because I'm only part-time at work because I still need an income right now I have to be disciplined that on my time off I'm going to sit down and get things done you know and so from that so it is it has been difficult frustrating at times but like it's starting to come together. So it's, it's just like, it's, it's worth it. In the end, it's absolutely worth it. If it's a good business idea, it's, that's sustainable. <laughs> yeah. And you're starting to see it come together, which I'm sure is a big part of it because before when you're just waiting around on paperwork, I'm sure you're just kind of like, is this, <laughs> right, <laughs> this going right. to be worth it? Right. And, you know, I think about it and like, we have, we've had to wait a lot, but the idea started in the middle of like the pandemic. And I think if we had opened up the coffee shop back then, it would have been a little bit hard to get some revenue versus now things are opening back up. People are starting to go out more. I think it's a better time to open up a business anyway. 
Yeah. And in my opinion, I don't know anything about this stuff, Mm -hmm. but in my opinion, it almost seems like perfect timing because you guys got the space for really cheap when nobody was buying anything. And it always takes a long time to start up something from scratch. So it's like, at least you kind of bought it at a cheap time. And then now Uh you're going to build when everything's starting back up again. And exactly. They're back in session. So I feel like people, I don't know, is it near a college? I don't really know that area. It's like near an elementary slash like medical offices, but not near a college. Okay. But it's near Mm -hmm. offices and stuff, which is nice. That means Mm -hmm. that people will go there. Right. You know, chill and people are back without masks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and like we I already have a ton of people like you. Like you live yeah. across the bridge and you're like, I'm still coming. And I'm like, oh yes. For sure. <laughs> I'm like gonna make a road trip out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I already told like, Ashley that we can have uh-huh. like a day where we go on, I don't know, your opening day or whenever it is, and uh-huh. we can all yeah. kind of go and you know, support. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. And even like the county is super excited about it because um the town has like little to no businesses and they're like already planning like a big open ribbon cutting and we're like <gasps> that is we're so- still working I know like and they're like we're gonna put you on a newspaper and all this I'm like we're still working on plans but yay <laughs> <laughs> that is so exciting yeah so for someone that is starting a business maybe that is young like us what do you suggest like the first step as far as research for stuff like that? Like, did you just literally go into Google and start Googling things or did you go through certain, did you have certain resources that you looked into? So I guess mine is like very specific, which is like coffee shop. I, what I did is I looked at other people who had previously done this and there is a guy from back home in Guatemala who opened up his own coffee shop in DC. It's called La Coop. A lot of people are actually familiar with that coffee shop. Um, and I saw how he, like for him, it wasn't even his coffee. It was just, he made a little um, like association and started buying coffee from, from little farmers. And now he's like selling it here and he's like very successful. So I kind of just like, would go to his coffee shop like every two weeks in DC and just kind of like ask him questions be like what were you doing oh so he's he very started friendly. out yes shop. yes yes so I think I was nice that I kind of had like an example to like base off of base it off of and I think for me it was more of like I know that whatever I do people are always going to drink coffee. So that's why I was like, I just went straight into it, started like looking at permits. And I think that was my biggest thing is just following his lead and like being like, whatever, people are going to drink coffee anyway. So I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I think having that connection obviously is a huge thing. Do you know him from your family like, does he know your family or did you just kind of find out about him a different way? No, my, my dad is like distant cousins with him. Oh, wow. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a small world when you think about yeah. it. You know, right, like I know right. people from Guatemala and like they end up meeting other people from Guatemala right. like from the similar towns or like a town over. And I'm just like, yeah. that's just so crazy. 
It is, it is. And it's, I think what has really like motivated me to like keep going is that people are very supportive about it. They're like, we're excited to try your coffee. Like when, when is it opening? Like I'm going to go buy coffee, but I haven't really like research wise is what you originally asked me. I, I kind of just went for it. I didn't really like sit down and like look up like the success rates of coffee shops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, just kind of going with the flow but that's just me as a person too a lot of people plan ahead you're such Mm -hmm. a good person to start a company I feel like because (laughs) personality is very like whatever goes I'm just gonna try it you know (laughs) you I feel like even in college you were very much like I will do whatever like literally you're like maybe I'll go to med school maybe I'll go to PA school like you would always say that and I was just like I wish I was that carefree (laughs) And that's me now. Like I left pharmaceuticals for the medical field and then I was in the medical field and I'm like, yikes, this is rough. <laughs> I worked half of COVID and I'm like, oh, yeah. what? like, what can I do? to? And like, honestly, the medical field is glamorized and it's romanticized. But when you're in it, a lot of people are very unhappy, unfortunately. And I'm just like, how can I like live a more flexible life and be do things that I love and that's just kind of like why I was like let's do this I've always thought about it anyway why not (laughs) you always did talk about it yes I just remember always saying because I was a little bit confused because I remember when you first told me your parents are in the coffee business Mm -hmm. I because like when I think about it I just think either growing or a shop but then I remember you saying oh we could start a shop and then sell our coffee I was Uh like oh that's amazing. That's such a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I like wish, like my dad always like tells me, like, I really wish we had done this sooner. And I understand, like, I think it's always been a dream of theirs too, not just mine. And, but like the whole language barrier was like mm-hmm. a thing and like not knowing like the policies here in the U S was a thing too, but it's coming along. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it's really hard. Like, I'm I'm sure they're really grateful for you to be doing as much as you're doing because I know my grandfather, like, unfortunately, I didn't really know my grandfather because he had mm-hmm. a stroke when I was very young and he wasn't able to speak. But my grandfather owned a Chinese restaurant and he was actually a like educated as an engineer in China. And then he came to America uh-huh. and he wasn't able to, like, practice engineering in any way because it's America and they don't accept degrees from other countries Uh and it was really hard (laughs) it was really hard for him to start his business and Chinese food and carry Mm -hmm. out like he was one of the first Chinese food restaurants in this area of Maryland and everyone would know chopsticks like it was like the Uh first Chinese takeout named chopsticks like you know how there's a there's a chain now (laughs) called that but he was like the first one and my dad was always just like man I wish people would treat would have treated him differently and he knew English better because Uh he feels like that is what held him back a little bit because just knowing that people didn't you know understand him properly he really held back because like they just thought he was not educated but unfortunately that's how people I guess 
portrayed him just because he didn't know very good English. Right. And right. I'm sure your parents have probably like had the same stigma around that where it's like, you know, people unfortunately don't treat them right. Like just because right. you don't know the language doesn't mean that you don't know what you're talking about as far as business. Right. And it's funny that you say that because my dad's actually an agriculture engineer in Guatemala. Oh, wow. Um, and like, so he knows a lot about like coffee practices. Like he knows how to get you the best cup of coffee you could ever have. And I think people highly underestimate him because of the language barrier. Right. Um, but they're definitely very grateful that I've been doing all of this. They're like, you don't need to go to med school. Like you're okay. <laughs> the coffee shop will make you happy. <laughs> they're like, who wants to be a doctor anyway? <laughs> That's so true. Honestly, right. like if it's your passion, it's your passion, you know? Right. You yeah. But don't get me wrong. Like I thoroughly have enjoyed the last two years in the medical field. Like I have learned so much and um, I there's definitely still a spark there because I've been doing it for a while now. But I think this is more of like a passion that I have. <laughs> Right. Like this, yeah. I can tell this like excites you. Yes. Then, like they're both your passion, but it seems like they're different, <laughs> different strains of passion. <laughs> right. And it's also like, also like I think about my future, like I personally would like to get married young. I personally would like to have all these kids. I know that's not what everyone wants, but that's what I want. And right. I know like being in the medical field would make that a little difficult. Yeah, I totally understand that because <laughs> I used to raise that issue up to people about just getting my PhD because I was very torn. And now I know that there are a lot of people that actually get married and have kids during their PhD and it's like a completely feasible thing. And mm-hmm. even though it's difficult, it's been yeah. done before. Yes, <laughs> yes that was a big thing for me. But what I hated was people would say, I don't understand the problem. Just either have kids later or, you know, like it's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, it is, it is like when you're a woman, you have like a clock (laughs) that is ticking. It's not like you're a man and you can get married at 35 and have kids at 40 and be fine. You know? And I like, feel like there's a pressure there too. Yes. So. And like just being a mom, it's like a whole other different thing. Like, like people expect you to put your career on hold when you're having a baby. Yeah. And it's like, how do I properly raise my baby if I'm like, you know, getting a doctorate? It, it's just a whole dilemma. But exactly. That's where I'm at too, <laughs> just because like I'm a very, like my family is very small, but we're very, mm-hmm. very close. And mm-hmm. so, I want to be like a very family oriented mom one day. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to like put my career on hold, but I also don't want to not spend time with my kids in their, you know, formative years, just because yeah. I want to pursue some dream of being, you know, a great doctor or whatever it may be, you know? Right. So it's always a balance. That's why I feel like you can never have anything I guess in excess, like be like yes. the best of this person without sacrificing right. something else. Right. But yeah. But that's just like us, you know, as humans, like we're so diverse. Um, I think like a lot of people go into college and they know exactly what they want, but a lot of people have a lot of different 
passions and a lot of mm-hmm. different parts of them and it's kind of hard like which one do I pursue which one do I not pursue and I think it's just trying it all because that's what I've done like I went yeah. into pharma I went to the medical now I'm doing business it's just like just go into it because you just never know <laughs> I think I think that is so true and that's a good note to end on I feel like this got so deep <laughs> it did why not us pouring our hearts out to each other it is <laughs> but that's a good note to end on thanks for joining my podcast I think this is such a good talk thank you for having me I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to listening to your other ones <laughs> so before we leave can you um say what your Instagram is that you want people to be able to reach you or follow your coffee shop when it opens yeah so um I'll also I'll also link it in the show notes so people can perfect click. So my Instagram is just Suli underscore Delvalle, but the most, the one you guys should follow, it's called Coffee Delvalle. Um, my Instagram is logging me out every five seconds. I don't know why. Oh no, why? <laughs> That's interesting. But yeah, coffee and then my last name. And then you'll see the little logo and then you'll see Guatemala and that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's the business and where we have a, a website linked to it but we're working on a squarespace part where you can go and buy your, your coffee online all right everyone so that wraps up the episode where i'm interviewing suli again i am so proud of her for pursuing her different passions. She is such a multi-talented and multi-passionate person and to see her really going after all of those different passions, I just think that's amazing and I just wish all the best for her and make sure that you guys go follow her on Instagram and follow her uh, coffee shop on Instagram so that you can stay updated and if you're ever in the Maryland area, be sure to even stop by once her shop is open and support We love to support small businesses and especially Suli because she's my friend. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it five stars and I will talk to you guys in my next episode.